So welcome back to Thrive, your agency resource. Today, we're going to be talking about workplace transformation, um, primarily in a physical sense, uh, maybe a little bit of the research behind it, and how it all leads to larger benefits for our agencies. So my guest today is Lauren Baczynski. She is um, the, or one of the applied research consultants with Steelcase, and I'm sure many of us are familiar when we look around our our uh, creative agency offices uh, with all of the furniture and, and everything there, probably coming from Stillcase in many cases. So welcome, Lauren. It is such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Um, so a friend of, a mutual friend of ours uh, introduced us, uh, someone also that works at Stillcase, and uh, I was sort of teasing this idea um, to her, talking about the fact that this isn't really a conversation that a lot of people think about. They don't think about how the um, design and um, the, you know, just how our, our physical office environments really affect um, our culture. They affect the, the depth or the breadth of communication that we have, the quality of the communication that we have with one another, um, the physical comfort that we experience throughout the day, right? So there's so many things that go into this. And uh, I think some people in the industry sort of refer to it more as like workplace experience design, mm -hmm. um, but it's really about transforming the organization, right? I, I think it extends so much further beyond just like the physical environment. So what do we mean by organizational transformation with respect to these physical spaces? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And it's definitely one that a lot of organizations are grappling with today. And I would say that um, there's really, you know, there's kind of two primary aspects here. The first one is that um, you know, the physical work environment is really like an artifact of that organization's culture, like whether intentionally designed or not, um, you know, it is, it sends a lot of messages about who the organization is and what it values. And the second thing that I would say is that, um, it not only plays a role in, you know, who the organization is today, but also what it will become in the future. So mm -hmm. we always say that, you know, space shapes behavior and behavior over time becomes culture. Mm -hmm. And so the work environment can play a really important role in sort of fostering and enabling some of the behaviors that are going to enable that, that transformation. Yeah. Can you, can you repeat that? That was a great soundbite um, uh, about the, the transformation. Yeah, it's space shapes behavior and behavior over time becomes culture. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that's so true. Um, and I think starting with that, the physical space um, is, is certainly like a good foundation, a good starting point. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's great. Um, so I guess talking about um, maybe some of the, the statistics or maybe some of the research done around productivity um, maybe employee attrition uh, or retention, hopefully, um, and even profitability. Um, where can we sort of find some quantitative measurement here? Yeah, well, what I would say is, you know, we get that question a lot and how we generally answer it is that, you know, those things really depend self, you know, um, we want to understand like the metrics that are important to that organization and how they measure productivity is going to be very different than, you know, how another organization would. So there, I wouldn't say that there really is any, you know, standard measures or predefined solutions mm -hmm. that it's really on a case by case basis and that 
the approach we take is that we really want to listen to understand um, and that we're able to combine both, you know, that understanding with a lot of experience and years of research working with other organizations to develop a set of measures, um, a set of variables, a set of metrics that create are really representative of like what is the the, the ideal state or like the best, you know, the, sort of like the the best case for that organization thinking about not just sort of comparing yourself to a norm, which may in fact include an average that is based on a lot of organizations who may not be well leveraging, who may not have a good work experience, who may not Mm. be leveraging their space well, but instead of really determining what is that ideal for that organization and then using that as sort of the bar going forward. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Sort of like creating your own metrics based on what's important to you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess my next question would be like, what, I'm just curious, what process do you sort of implore at Steelcase? Like when an organization comes to you, they're looking to improve their workplace from the initial outreach to the actual installation. I don't know if you call it installation, Mm -hmm. but, um, to, to that, um, to that end product or that end, um, uh, environmental design or transformation, like what does that process look like? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, again, I mean, we really begin this process with trying to understand what the organization's needs and goals are, and then we want to develop a tailored strategy around that. So, you know, at a high level where we, you know, we have, um, you know, a, a user-centered a process that is very sort of like holistic in nature, mm-hmm. no two projects look the same, you know. I like could imagine. <laughs> yeah, we're always adapting and you know, customizing that to the specific needs of of that organization. But that being said, in terms of sort of that higher level process that we, you know, that we follow, the first step is really a diagnosis, which is really trying to understand um, through a number of different research activities, how people are working in the organization today and how they need to be working in the future. You know, what is that desired future state? And then understanding the scope and the scale of the gap between the two. Mm. We then move into a phase which um, is all about working with leadership and sort of defining what their critical success factors are and what their goals and objectives are, both for the project, but for the organization more broadly as well. It's really important to have sort of those those two levels, you know, so that um, the goals of that project are very much aligned with where the organization is going more broadly. Mm -hmm. We then go into what we call like an engage um, stage, which is with employees. Uh, So it's very much like a top down, bottom up approach. Um, And we typically engage users for like a cross section of the organizations across roles, positions, uh, different work groups to make sure that we're getting all perspectives at the table. And that's where we really start to gain a really in-depth understanding of the organizational culture, how people are working, what are the unmet needs. And then from there, uh, we go through a deep sort of... um, analysis and synthesis of all our findings and inputs. Um, And with that, we develop a set of key insights. And those key insights inform the recommendation, the workplace strategy going forward, but also the the change management effort that's going to be required is Mm. that's usually a really important part of the process. 
From there, we, de we deliver those recommendations to the key stakeholders involved. And then we go into a guide phase, which is essentially the change management phase and looking at how we can, you know, really address the different considerations to make sure that the solution is, you know, successfully adopted and implemented. And then we'll finish with a measurement phase where we're going back and we're, you know, we're measuring how that solution is performing and what improvements we're seeing and uh, what are we learning and where can we continue to make refinements, um, you know, to ensure that, um, you know, we're really ending up in the best place possible. Yeah. And, and that last phase, the measurement phase, is that a combination of qualitative and quantitative? Yeah, absolutely. So it's often a mirroring of sort of what we do in the diagnose phase. Um, so the diagnose will often do, to your point, both will do, you know, the more um, qualitative, um, which is typically, you know, interviews, um, we'll do um, um, like workshops um, with the more quantitative, which is typically like surveys, utilization studies. So we'll we'll typically go back and sort of, and then we, you sort of have to have the pre to have the post, you know what I mean? So yeah. you can sort of compare the, the findings of both. Right, right. Um, I just think it's so interesting because I can imagine a lot of the um, agency owners and leaders who are uh, listening or watching, watching this and sort of um, thinking like, wow, I thought Steelcase just kind of made office furniture, you know, and it's, I could imagine in their minds, like, wow, I didn't realize that all of this went into it. And if I actually want to affect change in my organization um, on pretty much every level, including my own mm -hmm. leadership and change management, then this is a really, really viable option. And I don't think a lot of people think of it like that. You know, yeah. it's like they think of it potentially as like another vendor or looking at just like the design of or the aesthetic of what the options are right yeah uh color and form and and things like that as opposed to okay this is really strategic in the same way that a creative agency is strategic with their clients right mm -hmm. with their their deliverables um so yeah i think that that's going to be a pretty big takeaway from this i mean that's often something we hear again and again which is that yeah. you know um people, you know, it's sort of like build it and, and they will come, you know, but in our experience, we know that that isn't, that, that it doesn't really work that way. Right. You need to have, um, you know, you have to really have a broad and holistic approach. I mean, we generally think about, um, we don't think about workspace, we think about work experience, and we think about sort of different elements that are incorporated into that. So you have, you know, you, you certainly have the space, but you also have the culture and the behaviors of the organization. You have the work process, you have the tools and technology, and all four of these things are ex like deeply connected and interrelated. And it's really hard to affect meaningful change in one of those areas without touching the other ones. Yeah. Um, so we really, you know, make sure that we're, you know, through all the phases that I just even mentioned, that's always sort of like the lenses that we're looking through from our, you know, our, the research activities themselves to the synthesis, the frameworks that we use to, to synthesize that material to our final recommendations. Yeah. Do you have, um, uh, an example that you could share of like, uh, specifically a, like a creative organization, our agency that has gone through the process that you just talked about and really saw some kind of significant improvement, uh, whether it was qualitative, quantitative, or both? 
That's a great question. What I would say is that um, I'll use the example of actually maybe a more traditional organization, but that an organization that was really trying to implement sort of a more creative approach within the organization. So we have, I've been working um, more recently with a large airline company who has a number of, um, they're implementing a process called agile Mm -hmm. uh, within their technology department. Mm -hmm. And we've been working with them to, you know, study how these teams are working within these spaces and, to start to develop the space that would best support not only that process, but also like the ceremonies and the rituals and the interactions that are inherent in it. And in tandem with that, it's been interesting because Steelcase has been going through a very similar change with our technology teams. Mm -hmm. And we've been, you know, an interesting thing about Steelcase is we really like to experiment on ourselves. So there's, We've been testing the same thing in our Grand Rapids uh, headquarters where we've been, you know, prototyping and um, studying different spaces to look at how these teams work and how to really support that. So we've kind of taken the research that we've done uh, with this organization and we've taken some of the research that we've done on ourselves and kind of merged that and to develop, um, you know, sort of some recommendations about what this space might look like. And what's been really interesting about the entire process is, you know, we've been doing this closely in alignment with their teams, kind of working as a partnership. And we've applied um, the agile process actually to even how we're approaching doing that. So we're taking the solution and we're prototyping it through like multiple different cycles of, you know, learning and measurement and iteration. And it's what's interesting about it is the intention is that this is never, you know, it, there's never a final or a fixed solution that it, there are always constantly in iteration. Um, And uh, so it's just, it's, it's really interesting to kind of, you know, to work with them on this and to kind of see how they're taking, they're not only trying to find the right environments to support these teams, but the kind of creative approach that they're taking to finding them. It's been really fun. Yeah. It's such a great example because so many of the agencies that, um, that, you know, are, um, active listeners or um, viewers of the show definitely employ some kind of agile methodology, um, whether it's from a development sense, which is pretty traditional, or in, in other senses in the work that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a great example. And what I love about it is that you were actually taking like layers of agile methodology, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, creating sort of like an agility to the way that you're putting this together with the client. Um, I, I think that's great. And I'm sure that, you know, what that means at the end of the day is that the outcomes, whatever the Uh, even though it is constantly iterative, the outcomes of, you know, what the client ends up with is going to be that much more effective because Mm -hmm. of the way that you've, you know, really, um, you've applied this research and are are constantly uh, working with them in partnership. So uh, yeah, really, really interesting case study. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really, it's been great to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, so as we start to wrap up, what would you say is the best piece of advice um, for creative leaders who are currently sort of considering the impact of workplace transformation for 2020 and beyond? Yeah, so I would say understanding 
in internalizing how the workforce is changing. I think the younger workforce is really representing a significant shift in terms of like the values and expectations that they're bringing to the workplace. Mm. And I think, you know, some of the things that we're seeing is definitely a greater desire for purpose-driven work, um, greater sense of community, more flexibility, um, greater autonomy in how they're working, but also, you know, this, the area of, you know, supporting greater well-being and work-life balance has really seemed to like, is very top of mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, like, uh, I was just going to say, I love, love to use work-life integration instead of balance. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like it's really hard to kind of um, visualize, especially for creatives. Um, it, it's almost like it's difficult to visualize these, these two things being on like opposing ends of the spectrum, but trying mm-hmm. to be like balanced as if we think about like the scales of justice, for example. So yeah. I like more of like a meshing or an integration. Um, and every time someone says that on a show, I always say it. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but go ahead. No, 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 no. That's a great point. Um, I'm going to use that. <laughs> um, But no, so I mean, I think what's interesting about it is this is kind of all happening at the same time that, you know, um, like creative firms, organizations more broadly are having to think hard about how they're differentiating themselves, you know, in a marketplace in which unemployment's at an all-time low and um, in which, um, you know, talent scarcity is kind of increasing. And I think something, you know, that a lot of creative organizations have been thinking about for a long time that like other organizations are really just kind of coming to is that as, you know, as work becomes increasingly automized, uh, um, you know, by through technology and digital transformation, you know, the value that humanized work brings is really Mm. around creativity and innovation and engagement. And so, you know, starting to think about, you know, how this very like high order level of thinking, you know, needs to be supported differently. There's really sort of like a renewed emphasis on like well-being, but not physical well-being. I mean, that's obviously important, you know, in terms of the ergonomics and and you know the physicality of where you work, but also like the emotional and the cognitive aspects of well-being. And you know, how do you you know, how do you really support engagement? How do you create psychological safety within a work environment? How do you, um, what is the right degree of stimulation, you know, so that people can really focus and concentrate deeply for sustained periods of time, you know? So it's, I think the workplace has a real role to play. I mean, it is the context that enables those, in which those behaviors and processes happen. And has a really important role to play in, in, you know, fostering that. And I think it's kind of brought a renewed emphasis to, you know, our role in that and also like the importance of thinking about some of those things moving forward. Mm. That's great. That's great. I think that that's really helpful. And, and again, back to what I said earlier, I don't think, or again, it would be my assumption um, that a lot of creative leaders, um, creative agency owners, and I would put myself, um, when I owned an agency, I'd put myself in that same sort of headspace. I just, I don't think that I would have ever thought about all of those things from that perspective. For me, you know, 
it was just, hey, we need office furniture. Where do we buy office furniture, mm-hmm. right? Um, where is that, that you know, commercial furniture vendor? What does that look like? And we're basically looking at price. You're not thinking necessarily, you're, and almost I would say even more than that, you're looking at the physical space of your, your building that you own or lease, whatever your, your space is that you rent. And then looking at, well, what are the dimensions that mm-hmm. I need that I can fit into this space um, so that, yes, it's comfortable for the employees, but more so like how many can I fit in without it feeling like, you know, there's, there's, there is a small level of, or a decent level of consciousness about the environment, but it's mm-hmm. certainly nothing to the extent that you're talking about. That was just my experience. Um, so this, you know, keeping in mind or, or starting to um, bear in mind all of the things that you're describing, uh, I think that is to me the definition of transformation for sure. Yeah, well, you're definitely not alone in that. And I think um, it's only now that I think the workplace is starting to be recognized or the design of the work environment is starting to be recognized as, you know, the strategic tool that it is and that it can play, you know, like culture, you know, it exists, sort of getting back to this idea of it being like a physical artifact of the organization you can do that intentionally or unintentionally, but either way, you're you're, you're doing it. <laughs> message. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, how can we really leverage that to, to its fullest extent? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really, really appreciate your time. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig, the number one creative agency management software. Show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.